Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events behind the scenes footage and so much more plus you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon it's in you please be in it visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now that's podcast with an s thanks from kqed Welcome back to Forum. I'm Mina Kim. Joining me now is writer Jennifer DeLeon, who has published a collection of personal essays that explore her path to becoming a writer, a journey tied to her parents' migration from Central America to the U.S. before she was born. It's titled White Space, and it's DeLeon's second book, her young adult novel, Don't Ask Me Where I'm From, came out last May. Jen DeLeon, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This book is about you, this collection of personal essays. It's basically broken up into three parts. Before you went to Guatemala, your time in Guatemala, and your life after Guatemala. And the title is White Space. Can you talk about what that title means? Yes, uh, the title White Space has a double meaning. It refers to the white space on the page that I have always yearned to fill and struggled to fill as an emerging writer of color and now as an author. And it also refers to the many white spaces that I have filled throughout my life. You know, I went to schools in a, uh, I went to school in a predominantly white town and my college was also predominantly white and affluent graduate school was the same and so on and so forth. And, and now I am a, a professor. And although the environment is getting better, it's still uh, publishing and writing tends to be mostly a white field. Yes, you grew up in the Boston area. Is white space also a metaphor for your time in Guatemala? It is actually. Years ago, my father asked me to help him write a resume, his first resume in his and then 57 years of life. And as we were writing it, it was kind of difficult to fill the page. What would I write under education? What do I write under, you know, employers? What do I write under job experiences? And so it was a catalyst to ask him more about his life. And in doing so, I learned more about the white space of his life, the white space of his resume. Hmm. And it was around that time that I, I really wanted to go to Guatemala to fill that white space of my own. I wanted to ask you to actually read from your book. And this is an excerpt about when you first arrived in Guatemala. It's on page 80. Would you mind reading that for us? Sure. In the beginning of my stay here, though, no one really knew what to make of me. I was here to study Spanish, write a novel, and learn about Guatemalan history. Still, no one knew how to see me. The first evening, my host mother, Blanca, picked me up from the language school 
and we walked to our house where I would live for several weeks. Night was on the horizon and quickly swallowing the city avenues. The city of Shela was not exactly known for its streetlights. Night draped over us, and with it took the familiar lady selling atol de lote on the street corner, the school supply store across the street, and the yellow wall that served as a friendly reminder to walk this way. The school will be just down the street on the right. None of that helped me then, and even though I was with Blanca, I still carried homesickness behind my heart. These were not my streets. These were not my people. What if I was making a big mistake by thinking I could actually live in Guatemala? That's Jennifer De Leon reading from her collection of essays in her book titled White Space. She's also author of the young adult novel, Don't Ask Me Where I'm From. And I want to invite your listeners to join the conversation. Have you had similar experiences to what De Leon is saying about navigating unfamiliar spaces. What is resonating with you? Give us a call 866-733-6786 if you'd like to join the conversation. 866-733-6786. Get in touch on Twitter or Facebook at KQED Forum or email us forum at kqed.org. When I read that, uh, Jen Daly, and what you just shared with us, one of the first questions that came to mind was, when did Guatemala start to feel like your space? Mm. That's a great question. I mean, I had traveled there several times throughout my childhood and adolescence and even in my early 20s. But every time I had gone to Guatemala, it was with my parents and my family. And so I wanted to go alone. And I purposely didn't want to live in the capital. I didn't want to stay with relatives. I wanted to live in the Western Highlands in a part of the country that neither of my parents are from. I really wanted to claim the country um, in a way that I had never done so before. And to be honest, I was always afraid of doing so. Um, I was afraid that my Spanish wasn't good enough. I was afraid mm -hmm. that I didn't know that much about the history. And I was afraid that I wouldn't be accepted because I was too um, estadounidense, you know, too uh, United. I was from the United States. Mm. <laughs> so, um, but I found so much um, joy in Guatemala. I found community and I found stories and it was challenging as well. I realized that I really was very much from Boston and New England and <laughs> In many ways, um, but I'm so grateful for for the trip that I took there at that time alone. And later, I would go back with um, my now husband, and and we're excited to bring our kids there too. Central America is so much in the news these days, and I'm wondering what it's like for you to see so much of it, especially in relation to what's happening at the southern border, and to hear how countries like Guatemala are portrayed. What do you feel like are people's biggest misunderstandings or, or or are you surprised by how often how little people often know about Guatemala? Absolutely. There's so much to know. You know, Guatemala is the size of the state of Louisiana, but it has so many languages and departamentos or states, so many um, different geographical terrains, so many cultures within the under the canopy of Guatemalan. And I think that literature offers such a great window into this experience, the varied experiences. It can offer a mirror too, but it can also um, provide a different association with Guatemala. 
right now, I think so many people in the United States might have certain images that pop up or narratives associated with Central America in general. But I hope in the essays in my book, I'm able to offer counter narratives or just simply different stories that are about Guatemala and about a Guatemalan American woman who is trying to become an author, a writer in her own right. And again, Jen DeLeon's collection of essays is titled White Space. You tell a story in the book about your father, quote, running away or when he ran away, he got in the car to return to Guatemala for good, a place that he clearly ached to go back to. And first, let me ask you how that story about your dad wanting to go back to a place that a lot of people have negative perceptions of here in the, U the U.S., how that can complicate the narrative of immigrant experiences in America. And and I think in your in your description just now, really give a new entry or vantage point to it. Mm, definitely. My father actually moved to the United States temporarily. He thought he would work in Los Angeles and make enough money to buy a motorcycle. And then he'd return home and home was Guatemala City. My mother, on the other hand, moved to the United States when she was 18. She moved to L.A., and she, it wasn't that she wanted to forget her past or never go back. You know, on the contrary, Guatemala is, is her first heart, you know. And she, however, though, really embraced feminism in the United States. Um, she wanted all the educational opportunities, all of the financial opportunities. She wanted us to own houses and mm -hmm. be able to drive cars. And, and it's not that people don't do that in Guatemala. It's just that the opportunities are limited. And so for my father, I, I say this, but it's true. He's been homesick for almost five decades now, hmm. and he still longs to return. I mean, he reads La Prensa Libre, the, the newspaper in Guatemala. Mm -hmm. He reads it on his phone every day to this day. The other part, the other question I wanted to ask you about that story is that the way you tell it in the essay is very interesting. It's like... Um, you're anticipating people's reactions to it as you're telling it. And you talk about how you've told the story so often. It almost suggested to me that um, you had this discomfort with the way you use that story. <laughs> mm. um, could you explain why you told it in this way where, uh, you know, you were basically like, I'm almost wondering if I should have you read a little bit about how you tell it, but you're basically like, I'm going to tell you about the story of my dad, the story I've told a lot. And when I tell you this part, you're going to react this way. And when I tell you this part, you're going to react that way. Why did you share your dad's story that way? I think the, my honest answer is that I was a little scared of writing it um, directly and it's a story that is so baked into my experience growing up, thinking about how my father literally got in the car and started driving towards Guatemala. And, and in D.C., he, he changed his mind um, and he, he turned around and he said, I'm going back to Boston. And the interesting thing is that my family and I never really talked about that experience. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it is very much a part of my identity and the way I view our relationship and then the way I live in this country and 
how I experienced Guatemala, but I wrote it in that way to have, I guess, some emotional distance, but also to engage the reader in that sense. I, after years, realized that it didn't matter so much how the audience reacted. It mattered how I reacted to this story. And that is something that I have grown into. And now I can say that I, I'm not mad at my father. I actually, in many ways, feel sorry for him that he feels so homesick and that he hasn't been able to claim space in the United States in the way that others have. And, and this absolutely disrupts that single story, you know, the idea that Chimamanda Adichie so eloquently talks about in her TED talk, that danger of the single story. And I think many people might not believe, why would somebody from Guatemala who came to the United States, how could they not want to plant roots here? And how can they dream about going back? But that's because we've only been given that single story over the years. And it's, it's really time to kind of crack open the, the narratives that I know are out there. We're talking with writer Jen De Leon. I'm Mina Kim. You're listening to Forum. Let me go to caller Marcia in Minnesota. Hi, Marcia. Hi. Uh, hi, Jennifer. It's so great to hear your story as a Colombian-American. Um, so much of it resonates with what I experience when I go to Colombia. I, my family is in Bogota. And so when I go to Cartagena or Cali or some other part of the country, I will be talking to somebody on the street, ordering food, a drink, bartering, and, and we'll stop in our conversation and they'll look at me and they'll say, where are you from? Yeah. I, I always say, oh, Bogota. And, and they laugh and they say, no, 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 you're from America. Your face is Colombian, but you're not Colombian. Mm. And it, it's always this moment that like rips my heart out because I so badly want to be Colombian and there I'm not Colombian and here in the United States, I'm not really white. And so, um, you know, hearing your stories, I guess, is really, really special to me. It makes me feel not so alone. So thank you. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Marcia, for the call. There is another theme that really permeate, permeates your your essay collection, um, Jen, and it's this theme of parental expectations. Um, you write a lot, you touch on a lot about how your parents and especially your mother react to you choosing writing as a career or pursuing it as a career and the questions that she asks. I, I remember this in reading your essay work and again, um, your essay about a new year event that, that you were catering where she's asking you a lot about questions about the writing process, what page you're on, where you are, where this is going. And I'm wondering um, how you have navigated those tensions of being the daughter of immigrant parents who came to the U.S. for a better life for you. And, and as you were saying earlier, wanted, you know, to be able to have a home and a car and all those other things and their reservations about you pursuing a writing career. Oh, yeah, they definitely had reservations. I mean, they are so supportive to the point where, you know, we would bring home a spelling quiz and my mom, especially, she'd put it on the refrigerator door. It's like everything was worthy of celebration and applause and encouragement, especially when it came to school. And the irony is that for years, our whole lives, my sisters and I were encouraged to pursue what we loved. And we were 
led to believe, right, that anything is possible in the United States. You can be anything, you can be anyone. And so I wanted to be a writer and yet I didn't have any role models. I didn't know a single writer. I didn't know any authors. I rarely read books with um, Latina characters. The first book I, I read with a Latina character, you know, I was in college by that time. And so I didn't have the path laid out, say like if I wanted to become Inter, you know, insert another profession, right? And my parents wanted security for us. And being an artist is like kind of like the opposite of having that security, at least in the beginning. And so they were worried. And my mom, she would kind of drop these statements where she'd say like, you know, there's this lady who wrote a Harry Potter book. And it was like, yeah, I know. And she would kind of nudge me along, like maybe you could do that. And so I took classes. I really tried to include my family in my journey, especially yes. my mother. And um, it, that's that's the final essay in the book. It's in it's called Bridged, and it's really about um, the mother daughter relationship and and me seeking to be a writer. Well, Gladie tweets, I resonate with Jen DeLeon as a Filipina American. I was born in the Philippines, but moved here when I was young. I assimilated as an American. I forgot to speak Tagalog. Though I feel welcomed when I return to the Philippines, I am called Americana. When did the U.S. start to feel like your space as well? I asked you earlier when Guatemala started to feel that way. When did the U.S. start to feel that way? Or has it? Mm, right. I think what I've come to realize through the act of writing and questioning, because essays are at their heart, they're, they're questions, they're knots that we're trying to figure out. Um, Montagne titled essays based on the verb in French, essayer, to try. And so I'm trying to figure out so much still. I love the essay form for that reason. But I think I've come to realize that I am trying less to fit in and less to feel as if I need to mold myself to feel comfortable in a given space, whether that's in Guatemala or the United States or um, a college campus as a student or as a professor, as an author, all of these roles that I play. And it's more about be feeling more at home in myself. And that has so much to do with having done some digging and really kind of figuring out who am I, who is my authentic self and, and trying to become self-actualized. And that comes through understanding more about my parents' history, their country's history, but also the world's history, like the conditions that created the environment in Guatemala so that they had to leave and seek out um, a different life and the role that the United States played in that as well. I mean, stories only lead to more stories. And so in this way, I think I, I have more writing to do. Well, the image of a knot to sort of untie, untangle, it feels really, uh, thank you so much for sharing that. And Jen Dillon, thank you for your collection of essays, White Space. Really appreciate talking with you about it today. Thank you. And thanks to Blanca Torres and Susan Britton for producing today's segments. Thanks to our listeners for their questions and comments. I'm Mina Kim. This is Forum. Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio 
and the Germanicos Foundation and the Generosity Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.